Hello, and welcome to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. I'm Isla Garcia, Master's Degree of Nutrition Science and Registered Dietitian, and I'm going to make weight loss realistic, sustainable, and uncomplicated for your busy lifestyle. On this podcast, me and my team of registered dietitians will decipher the latest nutrition research, dissect fad diets, and discuss social media trends for you so you can feel confident knowing what to eat to achieve your health goals. Research suggests that most weight loss programs aren't successful, but my experience has taught me that this is not because the participants aren't committed. It's because those diets are designed by non-nutrition professionals and center around severe restrictions. We are here to provide the facts about the science of weight loss so you can have the success you want and continue living your best life. Welcome to the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. This is Isla, your founder, CEO, and host of the Millennial Nutritionist Podcast. Today, I have Catherine with me, Coach Catherine, and we're going to talk about how to navigate holiday parties. We're trying to bring this in around like Friendsgiving time and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then New Year's and all the things. But thank you so much for joining us today, Catherine. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You're super social, so I wanted to definitely bring this on, and I think you have good tips, but um, any life updates or anything, or what are you doing for the holidays or any food or anything like that you've been loving, anything like that? Yeah, we are heading on a big trip in November, which will be super fun. We're going to Thailand, Um, so all the food there. I'm so excited. It's going to be so, I've never been to Southeast Asia, so I'm super excited to experience culture and all the food and all the yumminess. So I will report back on how that is. Um, And yeah, and then for the holidays, we'll just be here and get to see family, which will be um, super nice. I'm loving food-wise, all of the chilies, all the soups, all the crockpot meals. So those have been my jam recently. Yes, I'm so excited to get back into soup season. So are you going for to Thailand like during Thanksgiving, like using the PTO or is it before? It'll be before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Gotcha. So we'll be back beforehand. Uh, I'm so jealous. We wanted to go to Thailand, um, but then with like COVID and everything, we like didn't get to it. And I've never been to Southeast Asia either. I'm super jealous. Yeah. Our, we were supposed to go another time and it was canceled because it closed or had a quarantine. So hopefully we'll stay open in the next <laughs> few weeks so we can, we can go, but yeah, we're really excited for me. I, um, have been loving. I want to bring this book out. So if like anybody follows me on my personal account, I am like obsessed with the blue zones. I don't like push this onto our clients because it's a little bit like niche. I feel like research, um, that doesn't really apply to everybody, but I think it's kind of fun to get excited. Um, so if you don't know blue zones are, then they're like these five areas in the world where they've researched people who live the longest and they try to figure out how they do it. And it's not all nutrition. A lot of it is like low stress or like they have like big family values or something like that, but, or the cookbook. Um, and I've been like enjoying going through it. Um, most of the blue zones people are, um, like plant-based. So a lot of these are like plant-based, but I've been, been enjoying like looking at like the bean recipes. Cause I think that, um, people forget about how beans can be high in protein and it gives a good variety. And it, honestly, it's a lot cheaper. And I find it's a lot easier to throw a can of beans into something than like having to make like a whole thing of, um, like meat or something like that. But I have been loving looking at different like produce. Um, it's like specializes in like different areas of the world. So there's like an area on like Okinawa, Japan and like how they use more like purple sweet potatoes. And then, um, uh, Sicily is another one. So a lot of like chickpea recipes. And if anybody's looking for ways to get excited about produce, I think that's something to check out, but what about any like fun client victories this month or anything like that? Or what are your clients kind of struggling with that you're helping them with? Yeah, I feel like this um, travel has started 
Um, and so that has been a big topic of things that I've been talking about with clients. And so I had a client recently who we knew she was traveling. We talked about a game plan and then like tons of things got in the way, right? So she's got kids, life is crazy. Travel day that we game planned for, like so many things out of her control came up. Um, and so she just had kind of a rough travel day. And, and when we talked about it afterwards, she's like, you know what? Old me would have said, forget it. The whole vacation, the whole trip is just ruined. Like there's no point of even trying. I already messed up the first day. But because we talked about this and I knew that like, that's just one day and I can get back on track, then I was able to just like use the new fresh day as a restart. And I didn't let it just ruin my whole trip. Um, And she said it was super empowering to be able to choose that. And um, she ended up feeling so much better. She had more energy when she chose those foods that um, were more nourishing to her. And then she didn't feel, you know, all of this guilt when she came back. So that was a huge one. Yes. Cause we know that kind of feeds back into the, like all or nothing mindset of like how you're not able to like, if you only see things as like hundred percent perfect when you go on these trips and then you don't like meet one of the goals and like, then you give up and you're never really able to get to where you need to be. Um, so that's awesome that you're able to help her with that. Um, all right, let's look at our article review. So we're recording this in like October-ish and, um, the recent like butterboard has become a huge trend. Um, I was actually on the local news here in Dallas and use your, uh, meatball recipe. So thank you so much for a food trend, but the person either before me or there on the national news, they were doing like a demo on a butterboard. <laughs> so I was like, we got to talk about this. Butterboards are what, right. It's like spread like butter. That's like spread out on like a yeah wooden board or something and then covered in, um, little toppings. Um, and recently has been like a big thing for like people entertaining. Right. Did I kind of describe that right? Yeah, absolutely. Do we think it's healthy? Is there like a different alternative that we could use? Um, or what should people be doing with this trend? Take it away. What were your initial thoughts on it? Yeah. So my initial thoughts were like, what is going on? (laughs) Um, I was like, is that butter or is that goat cheese? Like what's happening? So I think my initial thoughts are like, yes, I get it. It looks beautiful. The people who are creating them on the internet have these like edible flowers and these herbs and it looks gorgeous. And like you expect, oh, when I take a stick of butter and spread it, it's going to look just that pretty. Um, So I get the appeal, right? Like we're always looking for a new thing. Charcuterie boards have been super, super popular. But my initial thought is like, wow, like one tablespoon of butter thousand or a hundred calories, right? So these boards could easily be up to a thousand calories just for like what's actually on the board. Forget the, like the bread and the cheese and all the other things that come with it or that you might be dipping in it. Um, and then obviously we know like butter has high levels of saturated fat, which is not good for heart health. So butter has like kind of gone back and forth. We thought it was the worst thing ever. We realized maybe not the worst thing ever. And pretty much like the consensus now research-wide is is that in moderate amounts, not excess, don't cook everything you cook in butter, right? It's probably okay. But they're continuing obviously like everything in nutrition to continue to do more research um, to sort of figure out these long-term effects. But we know high calorie foods, high saturated fat foods, not helpful for weight loss um, and not helpful for overall health. So I think that was kind of my first thought is like, wow, that would add up really quickly. And my guess is that this is typically like an appetizer, right? Like this is not the main meal. So um, if you've already consumed the amount of calories of a meal before going to the meal, it's probably not going to help you with your weight loss journey. 
I think in the article, I was pulling it up. I think that they like kind of talk about how it came about because like a, what was it? Like a chef or a caterer, like was trying to find a way to like make butter look fancy, which makes sense. Like if you go to like a restaurant and they have like a little piece of butter with like your bread, then I feel like that's appropriate. Like if you go to a party with like 20 people and like there's, this is out as opposed to like, I don't know, like just doing regular butter, then like that makes sense. But I think um, where you hit on, it's like, uh, not to be thought of as like the entree or like the uh, not even like I feel like a whole appetizer that I think that's a lot I mean think about like if you were just sit there and drink olive oil like would that be okay or eat a stick of butter um I've seen some though have you seen them where they're like some dietitians are starting to do like a, a like a whipped cream cheese board or like a goat cheese board which I think is a better it might be a better option you still get that look um and it would be a little bit higher in protein so at least you're getting some benefits from it but um yeah especially for people that might have any issues with, um, any like heart disease or anything like that. I think let's like think about like what we're actually eating and typically butter is not the recommendation for that. Now I think anything can exist within like a balanced diet, but Mm -hmm. I think it's hard to say this exists as a meal. Like hopefully people are just looking at it as just butter and like how you would normally treat butter. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That was going to be one of my tips is like, if you wanted to try something fun like this, like you like the aesthetic of it, I get it. Right. It's like something fun, something new to bring to holiday party. Um, yeah, maybe trying like a whipped cream cheese would still get that same like dipping effect, but uh, it's not going to be as densely packed with calories. And, you know, you're going to get in cream cheese, a little bit of protein, goat cheese, you'll get more. I feel like that kind of brings us into like a bigger question. I mean, what we're talking about today, like, I mean, there's always like a new trendy food item. I think last year, I feel like it was those like, um, those like hot chocolate bombs. Like there's always like some sort of like fun, uh, high calorie seasonal item when we get into this time of year. So like, what do you feel like is a good rule of thumb for like how to balance when these like new trendy food comes or like how to evaluate if it's like going to work within a weight loss plan? So I think first of all, like think about, is this actually something you want or that you like, or that you're going to enjoy? Right. I think it's easy to just see this trend and think, oh my gosh, I have to try this this new thing. I want to put on my social media, all the things. Right. But I think oftentimes we skip to that before we pause and say like, oh, do I actually like this? Do I actually enjoy this? Is this actually something that I want to choose? And so I think kind of taking a step back and looking at it through that lens is really helpful, right? Like just because everyone on the internet is doing it doesn't mean you have to do it and definitely doesn't mean it's a good idea. Um, And so I think especially if you're on a weight loss journey, you have to be more mindful of these things, right? Because food plays a huge role in this. And so all of these trends and all around the holidays, it can be easy to feel like you get wrapped up in it and there's no other choice. I have to have this. I have to eat this. And just remind yourself, like, no one's making you do anything. You're in full control and you can decide what you want to have and what you don't want to have. And it doesn't need to offend anyone, right? Like you're making your own personal choice for yourself. And so I think feeling empowered in that, that you can choose what you want to have, which we'll go into later as far as like how to handle all the comments at holidays, the great aunt, have another piece of pie, right? (laughs) Like we can talk about that in more detail later, but I think just knowing that like, just because everyone is doing it or it looks, appears like everyone is doing it, first of all, they're not. And second of all, it doesn't mean you have to do it. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I think it's easy to get like caught up in everything, especially when we don't all like, as I think a culture, we're not always like focused on like the most, most healthy food item. Um, and so evaluating like, what actually am I eating? And then also, yeah, like, do you actually like it? I think can be like the easiest way to decide if like you actually, or is it like worth the calories or not? Do you feel like you're tired of trying every new diet out there whenever you're ready to lose weight, but you never really find long-term success because it's either too restrictive or just not conducive to your lifestyle? 
Well, then let me tell you about our three-month lifestyle reset program. This is an individualized weight loss approach where you'll be going through our proven six-step method and you'll be led by a registered dietitian. By becoming a client of the program, you'll be able to learn how to control your weight, increase your energy and confidence, and also improve your overall well-being. Not to be dramatic, but a lot of clients tell us that they actually change their lives by going through the program and finally find a sustainable weight loss solution when they actually haven't found that with any other program. If you are interested in becoming a client, sign up for a discovery call on our website, themillennialnutritionist.com with me, Isla Garcia, and I'll help match you with one of our registered dietitian coaches based off of your challenges and their nutrition expertise. If you're ready to find a sustainable weight loss solution in a non-judgmental and encouraging environment, I hope you'll connect with us soon. But we can hop into our um, kind of some of our questions for how to help people um, if you're on a weight loss journey throughout the holidays and how to navigate all these holiday parties. Because I don't know about you, but my clients all the time, or even when I do discovery calls, they like say the problem is that when they have complete control over what they eat and like everything is perfect on a normal day, then they can get everything done. They can exercise, they can, you know, eat all their produce. They can do everything. They can go to bed early. But then when these like special circumstances come up, that's what caused them not to be able to lose weight. But unfortunately they're not special. A lot of times this happens like every week and especially during this time of the year. So it's better just to think about instead of like the all or nothing mindset, like how are we going to navigate this time? Um, but let's start off with like, uh, some broad questions, like what can like weight loss during the holiday party season look like? Like what, um, like how can people lose weight? Do you think throughout this time instead of just being like, well, I'm going to start in January. I think that mindset, um, is so common, um, right. People think, okay, once Thanksgiving hits or even sometimes Halloween hits, right. It's like, okay, well, I'm just gonna do what I want to do. And then I'll start in January. Um, I started last year when I started with a lot of clients during this time, every single one of them afterwards, we're like, I'm at first, I thought this was a terrible idea to start this program during this time, but it was actually the best time because it helped me navigate these things. And even when we were finishing the program in February or March, like, I thought that was just about the holidays. But like you said, uh, like this happens all the time, right? Weekend parties, get togethers, baby showers, bridal showers, like there's always celebrations for a new job, right? Like anything that's going on, obviously, all those things are worth celebrating. They're so important but food is typically always tied into them. So instead of just thinking, oh, I'll just get back on track to like my perfect bubble of life where I can control everything in January, like that's not a reality. So getting some good tips in place, get some good tools in your tool belt as far as how to navigate these things right now is super, super important. So I think balance and is the biggest thing that I think about, right? Because this is one holiday party my favorite thing I tell all my kids in clinic is I ask them, what is a holiday? How long is a holiday? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, how long is a holiday? And they're like, well, I guess it's a day. It has the word day in the word. I'm like, exactly. So this is not a hollow week. It's not a hollow month, right? It's a holiday. And so normally I, I get it, right? Holidays are stretched to probably a few days. if You're doing different celebrations with friends or family, but it's still that day or those few days. It doesn't have to stretch for the whole month. Um, and I think that being said, like you should enjoy those things. Like if your grandma makes the best pie, eat the pie, right? But um, if there's a million things there that you probably know that you don't love or that are not going to make you feel great, then like select the things that you want to have. 
balance your plate, get in some protein, get in some produce, um, listen to how you're feeling. I guarantee you, if you eat really, really large portions of high calorie foods, your body's going to communicate with you being like, Whoa, I don't feel good. Like if you feel like you have to unbutton your pants, that's probably, that's not a comfortable feeling for anybody. Right. And so I think like balance your plate, don't let this stretch on for the whole month. Um, and then, you know, listen to your body. Those are like the few things that come to mind right away that I think are super important that can help you still reach your weight loss goals. I know when I have clients too, that like, maybe there's going through like a really rough time. Like I've unfortunately had some clients that like were going through a divorce when they were working with me or like, it was like just a really like whenever I get accountants come like tax season, like those are really hard times too. And, um, a lot of times for like really stressful times like that, like it makes them feel so much better to just like not feel bad during all these events. They're like weight loss aside, like, um, I, maybe it's not like realistic right now for me to like lose a ton of weight in this hard season, but it's like, it feels so much better to have the energy to go through each day and to not feel gross coming out of an event because I'm like emotional eating. And so I think there's a lot, um, to be said about just like you said, like at least like feeling good kind of coming out of these events. If you do feel like it's impossible for you to lose weight, but we're going to hopefully help you not feel like it's impossible. Um, narrowing down a little bit, like what, when we always talk about like protein produce, protein produce, um, what are like holiday protein and produces just to remind people that that still exists. We're not just going into butterboards and candy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So typically I think most holiday meals, there's going to like, if you eat meat, there's going to be some sort of meat, a turkey, a chicken, a ham, a roast, right? Something like that. Um, there's oftentimes some sort of like bean dish, or you can always, again, like we said, you can bring all those things. If you want to bring something that can be a helpful protein source as well. Um, so I think making sure we're choosing something that's going to provide some protein is really helpful. Um, and then produce wise, obviously like the squashes, the yams, the, those are going to be those more starchy vegetables. So still good, but we want to think about those more like that gets processed more like bread inside our bodies. And so what other non-starchy veggies can we choose? So normally I feel like there's carrots or there's green beans or there's cooked greens. Those are like the common things that I think of offhand. But again, all of those things, those can always be the things that you bring. I am like designated salad girl for my extended family. (laughs) They're like, they don't even ask me. They're like, you already know what you have to bring. And I always make it really fun and put some fun stuff on it. And people every single time are like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, it doesn't have to be something boring or plain, right? Like I always do like a roasted butternut squash. I make like a maple vinaigrette, right? Like it can still be a fun thing. It doesn't have to be boring or bland, but balancing that is going to be super key to, to help you build a balanced plate. That's actually going to fill you up because the protein and the fiber from the produce, those are those two key components that are really going to keep us full and sustain us. Yeah. And I think that like Thanksgiving is actually a pretty good holiday when we think of like the traditional foods, because Turkey is a pretty low fat protein. Um, and so you're not having to do bad there. Um, and we can still celebrate some produce. Like you said, green beans come to mind for me. Um, and like Brussels sprouts, I'm the Brussels sprout salad queen when it comes to my <laughs> Thanksgiving time. But I was like talking to my family this weekend, cause I'm hosting Thanksgiving this year. Cause I'm in Texas. We have some family in California. We have some family on the border. We have some family, um, in the Carolinas. So we're kind of like a central point. So we're hosting it. So I was trying to think of like, well, what does everybody want to make? And I was asking my husband and his brother and I was like, he was like, yeah, let's like make tamales. Cause we're like a American Mexican family. I was like, yeah, that sounds good. I was like, and me and his sister-in-law were like, well, what about vegetables? They're like, what about like potatoes and stuffing? We're like, 
know, it's some non-starchy vegetables. So I think like, if you're the one trying to um, make change, like you might be the one to bring those non-starchy vegetables, like the green beans and the Brussels sprouts. But like the same as you said, like whenever I bring that stuff, it always gets eaten up. I think people just like forget to bring it. Like I was saying, like, we don't always think about those items, but they help us. I feel like not to feel so bad at the holiday party. Um, what do you think like a healthy holiday party meal can look like, whether it's Thanksgiving, a Christmas party, a new year's party, like maybe let's think of like what an example plate could be. So I think one of the biggest things that this has helped me and has helped so many clients that I've talked to is choosing your favorite starch. So I think, especially at Thanksgiving, there's sweet potato casserole, there's, um, mac and cheese, there's cornbread, there's rolls, there's mashed potatoes. Like there are abundant amount of starches. And I think it's really easy. Oftentimes I feel like, I don't know if it's just the way the buffet line flows, but they're at the front of the buffet. So you're like, all of a sudden you've like worked your way through and then like over half your plate is full and you just have starch. So I think first survey your options, look what's there. I feel like most of these are family style or buffet style meals, and then choose the, choose the one starch or choose, you know, smaller portions of two that you really love. Um, for me, like a dinner roll is never worth it. Just not that good, right? You can have it literally any time, but I'm not, there's not gonna be sweet potato casserole every single day. And so that's my favorite. So always choose that one. Um, if it's mashed potatoes, if it's cornbread, whatever it might be for you, choose that one or two, you know, two smaller portions of your favorite two. Um, and then make sure that you do find some sort of produce. So hopefully there's some sort of vegetable there available and make sure you're putting that on there. Of course, the my plate goal, we'd have half our plate produce, but I think holidays, like just do the best that you can, right? Like we want to be realistic. So if you can get some veggie and some protein on there. So for me, like it'd be sweet potato casserole. I choose some turkey. I choose probably green bean casserole, which is another favorite of mine and then some salad. Right. And so that way that like I I'm getting what I enjoy and I'm able to like eat what I want, but I'm also balancing it so that I don't end the meal feeling really gross. And, and then I have, I have room for pie. Yes. Yeah. I think my plate would be really similar, um, but I'm a big mac and cheese girl. Like, even though I can get it like all year long, I don't really make it all year long or buy it all year long, but I tend to like, just get like a little bit of that and sweet potato casserole. So like, instead of doing like one whole big, like starch or carb group, like doing like half and half, which I think can be another good thing. If, if you're like, Oh, but I like all these different carbs. Like you can still get like a couple of bites of a lot of different things. Um, and even if you go over on calories a little bit, I think it's totally fine too. As long as not, you're not only getting like the Turkey and then like all of the carbs. Cause that'll probably probably leave you feeling kind of gross and get you in that like weird cycle of like not wanting to eat the next day and stuff like that. Um, what about like what a healthy party can look like from like start to finish as far as like before versus, and then like, even like maybe thinking after the next day, like what, what do you think like an example day like that could look like for somebody trying to have this like balance for their holiday party? So I think what's key is that a lot of this, um, I think unhealthy mentality is like, I'm just not going to eat all day and quote unquote, save all my calories for this meal, right? Um, That's setting yourself up for failure. So eat, eat a normal meal. If you want to eat a little lighter, that's fine. If you want to just like, you know, if you're having your meal at three and you'd rather eat a brunch because you're off and you got to sleep in, that's fine. Right. But we got to eat something. Um, and I would say definitely prioritize eating protein and some sort of produce before you're, before you go to this holiday meal. So don't set yourself up for failure coming, arriving to this party, like starving. Um, also don't come dehydrated, drink water. That's helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I get there, I think the biggest thing is there's typically a lot of appetizers, right? Um, again, this is kind of back to that, like 
football season, all the dips, all the things, right? But survey again what's there. If you're not hungry, again, you don't have to eat. And if you are hungry, that's totally fine. Then choose something to eat. I think plating it is huge. So if you can put it on a plate, you can kind of see what's there. Um, if you are hungry, right, definitely try and find something that has some sort of protein in there to, to fill you up for a little bit if your meal is not going to be for a few hours. Um, so I think survey the options for apps and for dinner so that you can see what's available. Only choose things that you actually enjoy. Um, and then I think savor, savor the food as you're eating it. So listen to your body. If you put the food on your plate, but you're actually full three quarters of the way through, you don't have to finish it, right? Like you can wrap it up and put it for leftovers or, you know, you can save it for later, give it to someone else. You don't have to feel this pressure that you have to eat it, right? Mm -hmm. And then I think drinks is the next big thing. So I would say start with water or some tea. If it's cold out, um, that's probably a good place to start. And then just be mindful, right? Alcohol has a lot of calories. It's not doing anything to fill us up, but it can be part of the holiday tradition and celebration. And so if that's something that you want to have, that's totally fine. But you need to be mindful of how many calories are going to be in there. Um, when we're thinking through the weight loss lens and just, you know, obviously like your holiday cocktails, if you're having like hot chocolate and Bailey's, right? Like this is going to be a lot higher in calories than choosing like a glass of wine or Prosecco or something like that. Um, or like the apple cider cocktails, things like that. It's always important to be mindful of that. And then I think through dinner time, again, kind of the strategies that I just talked about before of building that plate, um, again, enjoy it, savor it, slow down, listen to your body. Um, and then I think again, like what I kept thinking about when I was thinking about this topic is like for the past few years, like holidays have probably looked a lot different for people, right? Like we maybe haven't been able to be with families because of the pandemic, um, or we haven't been able to see friends or maybe certain relatives couldn't come, things like that. And so I think that that is a even good, fresh lens to see the holiday through like the point is to be with family and friends and to celebrate together, right? Yes, of course, there's traditional foods around this. Of course, you know, that that's part of the celebration. But really, the bigger overarching theme is to be able to be together with friends and family and to celebrate mm -hmm. uh, just being together. And that is the gift, right? And so I think when we can kind of shift the focus of like, how great is it that my grandma or grandpa or aunt or uncle or brother or friend um, gets to be here, a neighbor, whoever it may be, that we can be together today instead of just focusing on like, this is only about the food. That's all that matters, right? I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed, right? Like shift the focus. And I think that's going to really help your mentality throughout the meal. So back to the eating part. I think then when dessert comes, if we're walking all the way through. Um, I, I always like to try and push for a walk between dinner and dessert because I feel like everyone is so full already, right? And instead of just like going to sit on the couch, I think it's nice to get a little walk. So you can always try that. Um, and then I think for dessert, just again, choosing what you want to have. Right. And so like, I love, um, pecan pie. And so you choose whatever your favorite one is. I'm going to have always going to choose that one usually. And then I'm going to savor it. Right. If you want two pies or three pies, right. Then like choose a smaller portion of those. You don't have to have a full portion of all of them. Um, I'm going to savor it. If I'm feeling full or feeling too full, I'm definitely going to stop. And like, you can always take a piece home, right? You can always have it to save it for the next day or for like the pie pushers, like whoever they may be who are saying, I have another one. Did you try mine? Did you have this? Right. Say like, you know, I already had this, but I love that you make this delicious sweet potato pie. Could I take a slice home? Um, so then you're not offending anyone and you get to take it home. Right. And you can have it the next day, pop it in the freezer, whatever you want to do. Um, but I think being present, 
remembering why you're there to celebrate, trying to choose some a balanced plate. Like those would be the things that I think as we're walk, walking through moment by moment of a day, that will be really helpful. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a big one. Like you said, that um, trying to focus not just on the food. That's something I work with my clients a lot, which is hard because I think it's a little bit more psych-based, but I see that problem a lot. I don't even really know. I feel like the reason that kind of came about is I honestly feel like it goes back to marketing. Like we can't, it's it, like nobody, no company makes money off of like being like, you know, instead of like really hyping up this like new sort of thing, like a food thing that we can sell you, like you, maybe you should focus on like your grandma. I mean, nobody's going to make money on that. So I think it's something we have to kind of like reset ourselves to be like, this is what I'm going to focus on. Like ignore all these other messages coming in. Um, but that can really help. Cause I get a lot of clients who feel like they struggle because they are like, well, I'm just a food person and you can still be a food person, but we also need to like have that balance. If you're trying to lose weight to like focusing on those other things. Um, I have a tip for that too in a client story. So we can move into that. But I think that was a really good, clear answer of like kind of what that looks like. Cause I feel like a lot of people talk about balance, 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 but we don't ever really get to hear what that is. Um, so I think that's a good way to kind of like think about it. Um, like you still can enjoy the foods you like. It doesn't mean that we're going to like never have any dessert, no sugar, no carbs or anything, but it also means we're not going to like leave feeling gross and sick to the point where we're going to like probably under eat the next day and get stuck in that cycle. Let's talk about like some tips or maybe some like challenges, misconceptions that people go into, um, during this like holiday season that we've seen from our clients or just like from the general public. Um, maybe I'll start. So one thing I feel like I notice is forgetting protein. Um, so, uh, I think this comes about not really Thanksgiving. I think of more like the after parties, maybe it's like uh, Christmas or even like new year's because there's not like, I don't feel like there's like a holiday meat. Um, a lot of times I get clients who are more like, there's like dumplings or there's like little like pastries with like a meat in it. Like it can be hard to be like, there's not like a ham or like a turkey or a beef or something like that. My tip for this is to try to like, just eat normally that day. So another thing is like these like meals, like, yeah, it's like a holiday, but a lot of times too, we're only eating like one meal on that day that is supposed to signify the holiday. And so like making sure, like you said earlier to like, just eat normally for like breakfast and lunch or breakfast and dinner, whenever that holiday meal is, and making sure to get protein in there is going to help because sometimes I understand there's like just not protein there and like, you're not going to bring like a turkey sandwich to a party. So like, um, making sure you do eat like a high protein breakfast and a high protein lunch. If your meal is that dinner, that's going to help instead of you feeling like so rigid that you have to go into that meal eating, um, eating protein there. And if there is protein there, great, like eyeball it, make sure it happens, but we don't need to be like super rigid all the time. Cause I know it sometimes it's just like not ideal for there to be a protein at some parties. So that's my tip. Um, did you have a tip for eating more protein or were you thinking something else? Yeah, I think definitely throughout the day, which we already kind of touched on and prioritizing that. So I think everything you said was super helpful. Yeah. Do you have like a common challenge then that you see, um, among your clients during this season that we can help people with? Yeah. So I do think this actually kind of um, ties into the protein and throughout the day is for all of my busy mom clients. They are running around all day trying to get things ready, right? You're running to the store for the last minute errand. You're trying to, to wrangle your kids. You're trying to clean your house. You're trying to make sure like, did I turn the oven on at this time? Did the turkey go in? Like, is so-and-so still bringing this? Like, there's so many things that you're thinking about that it's easy to just brush through the whole day and forget to eat. Mm. Um, and so I think that those clients, I definitely like, you got to eat, like you have to like put a timer on your phone, put a timer on the kitchen in the kitchen microwave or whatever. 
um, do something or remind yourself like, okay, when I do feed my kids breakfast, like I'm going to sit down too. And like, I'm going to delegate tasks. I'm going to have someone else help me with things so that I can at least carve out, you know, 15 minutes for me to eat a meal. So I think that's huge because just like I said before, if we don't eat all day, then we're totally setting ourselves up for failure for that, for that meal. So I get it. Holidays are busy. Moms are so busy. You're doing so much. You're doing all the things. Um, but you will be a better person, a better mom, a better family member, a better host. If you can nourish your body with a little bit of food and feel better. Yeah. And I see that like all year long too, with a lot of like my busy workers, um, that they like think it's like, okay, to skip lunch. And I actually had this conversation with the client last night. Cause she, um, has done great with eating more breakfast, but now it's made her like not as hungry for lunch. So she's just resorted to skipping lunch instead of skipping breakfast. And so we're like working towards that. And so we, you know, get her to think through like, why is this important? Like, why do we need to focus on eating lunch? And she, she was able to remember like back when she was eating all three meals, she was less likely to be like, Oh, well, like at dinner, I know I didn't eat lunch, so I can eat like all this food and then like end up just like overeating. Cause in her head, she was like, you know, thinking that she was eating less calories by skipping a meal, but then it ends up backfiring anyway, because you get more hungry. And then you like end up thinking that you have so many more extra calories in the day that you don't have. Um, and so, yeah, I think that is a great tip. I think my next challenge that I see clients struggle with is also forgetting the produce. Um, so my, I think my like go-to tip or something that I see works best with clients is to just bring it. I feel like that's like, that's like the least weird thing to bring. Like, yeah, you can bring a protein. I just don't see that super common. So maybe you have some better ideas about that, but I think bringing produce is more common and less like weird. Cause a lot of my clients too, they don't want to be like, they don't want to make it obvious they're losing weight. Like they don't want to make it be like, ah, they're being like a healthy person, but like, there's a lot of fun produce items you can bring. Um, like the salad that I honestly feel like people are super thankful for. I feel like every time I, or like we work through solutions about eating produce at holidays, um, and clients end up bringing it, they are like, yeah, everybody ate it. And I honestly didn't even get to eat any of it, <laughs> which is, I think good. Um, and then you can become that person. Like you said, that like always brings it. And, um, then like it, other people help pull you accountable. Um, I had a client once who, um, it wasn't really during the holidays, but I think it's like a applicable story. She, I think like every Friday had pizza night with her neighbors, which was super cute and like nice that we want to have like a social network, but it was a big calorie night on her weekly average. And so we tried to think through solutions because everybody's different and what they can do. So I, I was like, you know, we need to be thinking of what some produce we can bring. Like, what do you think, or like produce to eat during the day? Like, what do you think is a solution? And so she was like, I'm just going to go to the local grocery store and get a veggie and ranch pre-chop plate and I'll be that person. They can bring the salads. And she ended up bringing that. She said everybody was so thankful that they could have that. And so then like it made her whole community kind of healthier. And so I think even just bringing like a veggie platter is great. Um, do you have like a go-to produce item to bring or that like other clients have brought that's successful? Yeah. My personal go-to is definitely a big salad. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's always a go-to for mine. And then we, I normally talk with clients of like, okay, like what do you always bring? Right. Mm -hmm. And then how could we maybe just add a veggie to that too? So maybe it's mixing it in with something, or it's like, I'm just going to bring a second dish. Right. Which is always helpful for whoever's hosting, right. For someone to bring more than one dish. And then they get to choose like, well, what, what veggie do I like? So I think sometimes clients are like, well, there was only this veggie and I don't like it. So I didn't eat it. Right. But if you're bringing something, you have control over that. So like, if you love Brussels sprouts or you love carrots or you love green beans or broccoli, like whatever it may be, just think about that and then figure out how you can make that as one of the items that you bring. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other ones too. I think those are the ones that come to mind, but those are just what I bring. I think before I've been to places where there's like pickled vegetables, those can be fun and not like super weird. Um, I love those. Like if you have like a charcuterie board or something like that. 
like, or doing some crudite, people always end up eating that. And I think, I think oftentimes people don't think to bring stuff like that, but then when it's there, they're like, oh, this is great. I'm so glad there's something like this. And you can always use, like, I love doing veggies to dip in the different dips that there are. So like, mm-hmm. instead of just using bread or chips or crackers, like you can always use a veggie to do in that dip. So then you're still like enjoying it. To me, the dip is what is tasty, not the like plain piece of bread. So you can use a cucumber or radishes or carrots or celery or peppers and dip those in there. Yeah. Um, what is another challenge that you see with your clients? Um, I alluded to this earlier, but the pie pushers or the food pushers, I think that's a huge one around the holidays. Um, and I think there can be like a lot of guilt associated with that. And then we feel like we, we can't say no, or we don't know what to do. Um, so I think kind of just, we, I always work with my clients. We come up with phrases to say beforehand. Um, and so this is something around the holidays that always comes up with my clients of like, okay, so-and-so is, you already know this is going to happen. happens every single time. What are we going to do? And so I think just kind of figuring out what you feel comfortable saying, what you feel like you can say in that setting is super helpful. So maybe it's like, oh, thank you so much. Like, that's always so delicious, but I'm full. I'm good for right now. Um, Or with the pie saying like, oh, I actually already had some, but I love your pumpkin pie. Like, could I take a slice home? Um, Or just saying like, oh, I'm actually full. Thanks. How are your kids? Right. And just shifting the subject. Right. Because I think people just are excited. It's the holidays are conversational food is obviously this big topic. And so they just feel like that's something to talk about, mm. but I think shifting it can be helpful of like, Oh, tell me about your new job or tell me, you know, what are your plans for X, Y, or Z, right? Like people just are trying to be conversational. So I think instead of getting so worked up, like, Oh, I have to say, yes, I have to eat everything that everyone wants me to. I'm going to upset someone. Right. Like if you know it's going to be really upsetting, then maybe you use the phrase like, oh my gosh, I love that you make this. I always look forward to it, but I'm actually already really full. Is there any way I can take a slice home? Then like no one's upset after that, right? Like that's a great solution. Um, and then shifting the subject, like people love talking about themselves more than like talking about food. So just ask them a personal question. Um, is that something that you say? I feel like I forget that like as dietitians, like we've like pretty much gone through this like our whole lives. So <laughs> people bring like the weirdest stuff. I remember one person came, And she thought because I was there that I would want everything gluten-free, which I don't know why. I think just some people think that like, that's the only healthy thing. So she brought like a whole bunch of gluten-free stuff. So it's just like the weirdest stuff comes up. So when this conversation or this like challenge comes up, I always like think like, um, oh, I guess I like, I have really, you know, dealt with it my whole life, but I don't really think about it. Like, or, or are people in your life just like already accepting that they know that you're like, not going to want to eat like five pies at one time? I feel like people are like, oh, you're not going to eat this because you're the dietitian. I'm like, listen, I eat all foods. I love all <laughs> foods. I'm here to enjoy just like you. I'm just a normal person, not the food place. I'm not judging what you're eating. You or can do literally whatever you want. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I get more of that end of the spectrum. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, it just depends. But yeah, sometimes people are like pushing food and I do end up having to say that. But again, like that's just because like I'm going back to like what feels good for my right. body eating three pieces of pie in the moment in the 30 seconds of tasting it will be delicious, but then I'm not going to feel good. And like, yeah. who wants to feel crummy while like, again, back to the whole point is getting to be with the family and getting to be with friends and getting to spend this special time together. So, um, I think shifting that focus, thinking about how you're going to feel, um, is super important. So like, is it worth it? Do like, do I actually enjoy it kind of question? And then like, how am I going to feel afterwards? And I think those two questions can be really good gating factors to your, your personal choice of what you want to have. 
I'll say that. Like, I'll be like, um, that's going to make my stomach hurt. And like, why would somebody else want you to be in pain? Like, I don't know. They shouldn't argue with that. If they do, they're not very nice people. <laughs> Cause sometimes it's like, um, like by the time I've eaten all my food, like I don't like it, it is going to hurt my stomach if I eat more. So that normally shuts people down or like if it's in the beginning and they're like, oh my gosh, you've got to have this appetizer that I made. Like you really have to have this like pimento cheese and bread. Like you've got to have it. But I know that that's going to really fill me up and I'm going to, my stomach's going to hurt. That's my motivators. I just want my stomach hurt at the end of the day. I'll just be like, oh, if I, if I eat that, I won't be able to eat the pie or I really want to eat dessert and I won't be able to eat all of it. And normally that shuts them down. I know for when I ask clients who succeed with this, um, they have said too before that like they're, they're full or that like some have even said like I'm paying to have a coach and like I'm investing in my health and I don't want to like eat that that has like worked for other clients um, or some clients even say like you can still kind of take a bite and like kind of push the food around I have a grandma who's like that. She always makes desserts and she literally wants me to eat five pieces of dessert every time I go anywhere. And like, she's very much like, no, I'm going to put it on your plate. I already put it on plate. Here you go. Here you eat it. Like I already made a plate for you type of person. Um, so I'll just kind of like eat a little bit and then like leave it on the table, maybe give it to somebody else who like can handle more desserts than me. Um, but it is hard. I had one client though, and she's really good with like, like just standing up to people when it comes to this. And so I asked her like, you know, how do you like have that confidence? And she just said that she knows that it's not about her. It's about other people when they want to be weird about what you're eating. Like if they're going to judge you for wanting to eat less, um, like less desserts or less carbs or something like that, it's up to them. It doesn't mean anything about you. It's just on them. And so I tried to tell, tell that other clients. I think that client was like really confident, but I think that's like a good thing to think about as well. Yeah. And like your, your, your food choices doesn't mean someone else's food choices are wrong, right? Like yeah. you're doing what's best for your body and you have to make that choice. And I, I think even saying that, like, you know, this is what's best for me, but mm-hmm. like, I love that you're enjoying that. That's a favorite food of mine too. Right. Like, and then just move on. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes people want validation or if they feel guilty about eating something. They want to mm-hmm. make sure they're it too. So they don't feel as guilty, which again, like has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. And so Um, I think it's helpful modeling too, right? Like, especially for, for my mom clients who have kids to see that like, Hey, this holiday doesn't have to be like, I'm overeating so much because I know it's the only time I can eat these foods or I'm restricting so much. Like it's so important. Your kids are sponges watching everything you do for them to see you model a holiday in a healthy way. Right. So I think, think about it through that lens, even if you're not a parent, right. Of like, if you were, or if you have a family member, a niece or nephew or something, how would you hope that they perceive how you interact with this holiday that is a healthy way that you would want them to do in the future, right? Probably being obsessed with the food and being so stressed out about it. And I don't know what to do. This is ruining everything. That's not what you want to pass down, right? But also like overeating to excess and feeling really uncomfortable. That's not what you want to model either. So I think thinking, thinking about that can be a helpful lens as well. Definitely. I think my next challenge that I see, um, is something we've kind of already touched on, but I think it's good to go more in depth is like doing a lot of calories with drinks. Um, I find that for clients, like, I feel like, um, maybe only like 30% of my clients like struggle with this. I don't know if it's like everybody, but like drinks can just like really add up. And it's like, I find one of the easiest ways to like decrease what you're eating because it doesn't necessarily make you full. And a lot of people just don't realize how many calories are in different drinks, whether it's like cocktails or wine, or like you said, like even just like cider, or I don't really feel like people eat soda, any drink soda anymore, but it might be like juices and stuff like that. Or maybe there are still drinking soda at like this time, but, um, 
I think the thing we think about again is like, it's not going to really fill you up. So it can be like a tricky, like a tricky thing to have where like, at least like some high calorie mac and cheese is going to make you feel full. Um, and so just being aware of the calories there will help you. Um, but I think my tip for this that I see success with clients is that, um, try to have a plan before you go. So it sounds super simple, but when my clients struggle with the drinking part, like when they just have a plan of like, I'm going to go in, I'm going to have two glasses of wine and that's it. They honestly do really well. There must be some sort of psycho psychological trick to like just having that plan going in there. Um, and then another thing that helps is like alternating with water. So like, maybe you can't, like, it's hard to get in there and you get social and stuff. And like, it's hard to like stay on track with like your plan, but at least if you have the plan to be like, okay, every time I have a glass of wine, I'm also going to next have a glass of water because some people I think are just like nervous drinkers, um, at least like you're drinking something. And then the second thing is like zero calories. And then you kind of get full off of like all of that liquid anyway, and you're not going to like want to drink as much. So those are my tips when it comes to drinks. Um, did you have any tips when it came to drinks uh, that your clients you feel like struggle with, or is that kind of touch on that? I think it's pretty similar. I think a plan is huge. And then I'll, I'll also tell them like pour a sparkling water with a lemon or lime into yeah. a wine glass. Like Sometimes we just want to feel like we're having something fun or different. And so um, I think do that. And I think also too, like, um, for any sort of any clients that I've had who have maybe gotten pregnant while we started working together, they're like, I feel like there's all this pressure or like, I'm, I don't know what to do, or I don't, I haven't told my family that I'm pregnant yet, whatever it may be. And so like doing something like that, putting a sparkling water in a rocks glass or in a um, wine glass can be an easy thing to do. And honestly, like, I think anything feels more fun if you're drinking out of wine glass to so put your water in it. Yes, yes, yes. I definitely agree. One of my clients one time, I mean, I guess this is a common thing, but I don't know, like she made these like wine spritzers for New Year's Eve where she like would just like do half the amount of wine that she normally would do and then do sparkling water. Um, yeah. So it was like higher volume, but like less the calories. Um, and I thought that was really cool. And then it feels like really special. Um, what is another challenge that you see your clients struggling with? I think um, the leftovers and the cravings yeah. afterwards. So especially if you're the host, you are going to have all these foods here available afterwards. So I think send foods home with people. Everyone loves to have like a leftover meal, right? You just don't want to have like 20 leftover meals. Like yeah. That. And then for what you have, you can always freeze things. So use that, right? You can, you can reuse turkey a million ways in other meals, um, mm -hmm. which is great. But whatever you have excess of, you can always freeze it. And then I think, uh, again, when you are having the leftovers, you have even more of an opportunity to balance that meal, right? You can work on half that plate being veggies or fruit um, because you're, it's, you know, not this whole holiday uh, fiesta celebration and you're getting wrapped up in all of it, right? Like you have full control over it the next day. So um, I would say that would be really helpful. And then any sort of just like cravings, right? Like I think a, a craving is a, is a feeling, right? And so it's not all powering, even though it feels like it is. And so I think thinking about this craving, going back to that, do I like it? How am I going to feel after kind of lens and then breathing through it. And then if you decide, you know what, I do really want this and I am hungry, then you have it. And if you're like, you know what, I'm really full. I don't need this. I don't even really like it. I just feel like I have to have it because it's a holiday, then breathe through it. And then when you, when you reach the other side of that craving and not having it, then that's super empowering, right? Cause you, mm -hmm. you can remind yourself like I am in control of what I want to have. Um, and I, so I think like kind of breathing through it or taking a pause moment or, um, you know, doing a check-in on your hunger, all of those things have been super helpful for my clients. Yeah. And I think a big thing when it comes to cravings that I've learned that people don't realize is like, 
a lot of times my clients are just having cravings because they're hungry. And it's like, okay, first let's like eat a meal. So let's see if like, you're really just hungry. Like, yeah, if you're hungry, like a piece of that pecan pie, you're probably going to have a big craving for if you haven't eaten anything all day and it's lunchtime, but, um, it can be a simple, you know, fix just to be like, I think, am I think like, have I had a meal? Am I actually hungry? Let's have my like protein and my produce and a little bit of carbs. And a lot of times my clients are like, I, that craving went away when it's just yeah. like, okay, so maybe it was just hunger, <laughs> you know? And Absolutely. so I think also too, like making sure to nourish yourself and not just do like desserts for, um, your meals or just do like tons of mac and cheese or mashed potato for your meals can really help bring down those cravings as well. Um, my last challenge that I was thinking of, um, is that thinking like your only happiness comes from the party. So this is a tough one. Cause I think it's more psychological. Um, so, uh, like a lot of times people are like, I'm just a food person, which I get it. I'm too, I feel like, but, um, like when that's somebody's like whole personality or like they, they are like constantly thinking of the food and like, that's all they're going to get out of this event. And like, they are really hyping it up and like all this stuff. I think like it can get tricky when you go in there and you like, you don't know what to do besides just like eat the whole entire time. Um, I had a client once who she kind of had struggled with this before. And because we, I think what helped is like having the tracking. So it gave her a certain calorie limit. And so then when you have a limit, you start to realize like, you actually do feel good eating like an appropriate amount of calories for your bodies and you're not overdoing it every time. So then she was able to just sit and think about like, what would it have been like before if I went to this party and overate? And so she went to like her husband's birthday party and she got herself a salad, which she was, she was excited about eating a salad. And then she realized that she was full. She ate all the calories that day. So she was able to like step back and think about it. Like, am I actually full? Do I want to go over on calories? And she realized she didn't. Her husband had like a huge pasta plate and, and a piece of birthday cake. And she realized like that she had just as good of a time eating her salad, but celebrating her husband there and being able to say like, you know, maybe at my birthday, I can overeat like that, but I don't want to overeat like every single time it's everybody's birthday. Um, and so I think that's something you can kind of think about. And I think that just takes practice therapy and like mind work to, to realize that like, there are other things to be happy about at events besides just overeating. Cause I don't honestly know if it makes people super happy to overeat all the time. Maybe they just like need practice with like, um, also thinking of like their family members or doing like games after or watching a football game after Thanksgiving or getting excited about like talking to somebody or networking or something like that. But I think it is like kind of hard to work through. What do you normally, um, like advise clients to do who have that same problem? Yeah. So I think that is totally valid. I think a lot of people feel like that. Something that I do with a lot of clients is ask them like, what, what is one thing that they're really excited for during this holiday? And typically when they start to think about it, it's usually like, I'm so excited to see so-and-so, right. Or like, I'm just, it's going to be really nice to have a day off work and to be able to like have a slow morning, um, or whatever it may be. And I say like, okay, like, let's focus on that. Like, that's what you're most excited about. Um, and I think it's all about shifting that perspective back to kind of like, you know, the main point of the holiday or the celebration is not just primarily food. It, It is a part of it. Right. We live in a culture that food is a part of every celebration. Drinks end up being a part of a lot of celebrations too. And so it's hard when we're on a weight loss journey. Mm-hmm. But I think shifting the perspective to what you're hoping to really, you know, enjoy and have this good quality time with can be super helpful. Um, and I think too, like the next day, right? Let's, if you do overeat at a holiday, it's okay. Like it does not ruin anything. It is one day. It was probably just one meal. And like the worst thing you can do is talk negatively to yourself and to restrict the next day. 
the absolute best thing you can do is just eat a normal meal and just keep going on, right? Like we cannot change the past. All we can do is choose what we're going to decide for our future. And so what you can do, the best thing you can do is to have a balanced meal, go back to those things that you know that help work for you and nourish your body and say, you know what? Next holiday, I'm probably not going to choose X, Y, or Z that I felt like pushed me over the edge, but I did it and it's okay. And it, and it, we're not perfect. None of us are. And so let's just move on. Right. If you get in this, like, oh, I can't believe I did that. I'm going to skip breakfast and lunch the next day. I'm not going to eat any carbs for a week. I'm only, you know, that's not helpful for anybody. Right. That's just setting yourself up for, for failure. So get back to the good routine and flow that worked for you before. And like, it is what it is. It was one day, one meal. It didn't ruin anything. Yes. Yeah. I love it because honestly, like, I don't think, I don't know if I follow all these tips, like hundred percent either like on that day, like, <laughs> but I think one thing that like, we are focusing a lot on just this meal, but it, well, this meal shouldn't matter that much if the rest of your week is fine. And there, I think a lot of people don't think about that. There's like room to improve on steps outside of just Thanksgiving and room to improve on overeating, like after your work, when you're stressed out. And if you deal with all those other little things in your daily routine, you can totally go a little bit overboard on a holiday and it should be fine where it's a problem is like, you're also going overboard every other day too. And then that's why this holiday just seems to get even trickier. Um, so yeah, I think take all these, like with a grain of salt, figure out like what you can do, honestly, just to walk away feeling better to not completely overdo it. So you don't get stuck with an all or nothing cycle is kind of what I hope listeners take away from this episode. Not that they have to be perfect. Um, yeah. But- oh yeah. To, to clarify, oh. I definitely do not do all of these things. I've definitely walked away from many meals feeling really <laughs> crummy before, so this is like a good reminder to myself as yeah. I was thinking for this as well. And like, even if you take one tip away yeah. that helps you feel better after the holiday meal, that's the goal, right? Like, it's not that you have to do all these things perfectly. It's just like, what's one thing that you can do that's mm-hmm. going to help you feel better afterwards? Yes. Yes. I love it. But thank you so much for joining us today, Catherine. Hopefully this helps people get through the holiday season. Um, but make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I need to keep plugging that in here. We also post these on YouTube and if you could subscribe, that really would help us out, but thank you so much for coming on today, Catherine. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the millennial nutritionist podcast for daily weight loss tips and nutrition information. You can find us on Instagram at the.millennial.nutritionist and on TikTok at millennial.nutritionist. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend who needs encouragement on their health journey. See you in the next episode.